KUT's AT Explained is back with a brand new season. Our first episode, what's up with that tower in Clarksville? I've heard it called the Clarksville Eiffel Tower, the tower, the leaning tower of Clarksville, all those names. Subscribe to AT Explained wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget our next AT Explained live show at the Paramount Theater on April 3rd. Brand new stories told live on stage. Get your tickets at austintheater.org. Support for AT Explained Live comes from Meals on Wheels Central Texas and World Interiors. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hello, and welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that changed their lives and give us a glimpse into their creative process. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and in this episode, we'll be hearing from Natalie and Elliot Bergman from the band Wild Bell. But before we get started, I wanted to ask you for something. We here at Team This Song, we're really interested in hearing from listeners about their own life-changing musical experiences. So... If you have a story about a song that transformed you, then please give us a call and tell us about it. Our number is 512-766-9066. You can leave a message and hey, you may hear your story on this very podcast. Now, on to Wild Bell. If you listen to KUTX, the radio station in Austin, Texas, where we make this podcast, then you've probably heard Wild Bell. We've been fans here at the station of the band since their 2013 record, Isles, and we were really into their song, Throw Down Your Guns, off their 2016 record, Dreamland. The core of Wild Bell are siblings Natalie and Elliot Bergman. And like, these guys, they know how to create a vibe. It comes from Elliot's instrumentation, like this mix of sounds and rhythms pulled from all over the world and like often held together by his baritone sax. And it comes from Natalie's voice, which is like raspy and emotive and melodic and like it's kind of impossible to describe in words. So, yeah, you should totally listen to them if you haven't heard them. They came to Austin last October to play the Austin City Limits Festival, and I was lucky enough to interview them not once, but twice. Like, I got to talk to them for this podcast. And also, Lowe's Home Improvement, they built this big structure on the ACL Fest grounds, and they had people play, and I interviewed them, and Wild Bell was one of those bands. And this is actually one of my favorite interviews that I've done for this song for a couple of reasons. Like, first, as you'll hear in a moment, Natalie and Elliot brought up like an aspect of music that no one's really talked about before. And in doing so, we got to like dig deep and talk about what music is and why they do what they do. And that's the stuff I love to talk about. And I hope you like to listen to it. So here they are, Natalie and Elliot Bergman, Wild Bell. In the middle of last week, we were in Mexico City, and um, we got to see Radiohead. Uh, they were playing at a huge amphitheater, and um, and it was really it was kind of a spiritual experience, you know. Um, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood they, they're they're really uplifting musicians, and they're 
they're kind of sirens and and the 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 amphitheater held 20,000 people and you know 20,000 people from Mexico City singing along to Tom York's lyrics is a pretty moving situation you know to bring people together as musicians and um, you know it's it's hard to do that all the time but um, I think that that city and that band because two magical things were together at one time that that was the power you know it's the power of Tom York's musicianship and then and then the people of Mexico City are truly unique beautiful loving and supportive people. That's that's what my experience was there in Mexico City. perform a lot and you've seen a lot of performances like and big shows with big acts and big crowds before but it sounds like there was something there was something different about this about this like was it just hyper everything was super connected was that was that what you felt I think so I mean I mean yes it it was just it was this room that I I felt like the room was on fire like with with this like electrifying love and um and that's how we felt about our show in mexico city just a few days later and so it was a very um it was sort of a pivotal moment in my life to to be in mexico city and to experience that sort of audience and then on a much smaller scale a few nights later we felt a very similar energy in the room where we performed When we got to the venue, there had been, um, you know, about 15 kids that spent the night outside to see us when we got there. And that was my first real experience of that. And they gave me gifts and they gave me, you know, just they gave me a lot of love. And, um, you know, it, it feels like it's my responsibility to take care of them 
but they also took care of me. And so just that exchange, because as performing artists, we are on stage all the time and we want to connect with the audience and we, and we give them the best of ourselves right then and there. And it's a one of a kind performance every single night on stage. It's once, it's one time. And so, so when the audience takes care of you, it really makes you realize, ah, this is what we're doing this for. You know, the, the, the exchange. I really, no one has really talked about, has ever talked about the audience being the thing that was the difference. I mean, it sounds like it awoke you to like trying to get to the essence of what you guys do, which is like, why are we doing this in the first place? Like, why are we playing music and writing music? And it's like to give something to the audience, but also to receive, like to have a kind of positive the, the energy audience, exchange. The audience is the gift, you know, to us. They're, they really are the gifts to us. And audiences, I don't know if they always realize that. Like, how important they are to the performer. The audience doesn't maybe always understand that, like... Their role is their just role. as important as our role, yeah. you know? Without the audience, there would be no concert. Yeah. <laughs> you know? that same experience Elliot? no but that question is funny did you have the same experience it's like actually what we're talking about is like every the audience and the performer everybody's going to have their own experience of the thing but there is this collective energy and this experience that happens you know uh uniquely for every person involved this is just so unnecessary to say but no, no, uh, what, but what i'm what the the thing is like the thing is about being connected and the thing is recognizing that you know, while everybody's having their own individual thing, there's something very powerful that happens when people play music and, and it's a conversation and it's recognizing yourself in somebody's song maybe, you know, like when you listen to 20,000 people sing Tom York's lyrics, it's it's kind of confounding and, and to, you know, because that's 20,000 people that are saying, I relate to that, I see myself in that, and I see you, you know, and so there's there's a there's a beautiful recognition of our shared humanity. And, and that's one of the things that you can't lose track of. And so sometimes when you're performing and you see people that are just like only looking at their phones or only, you know, kind of tuned out, like our goal as musicians is to help people tune in and to help people pay attention and to help people participate in what's happening in the world and what's happening in a concert and what's happening around us and so you know it doesn't even have to be something that's like a wake-up call or a political statement it can just be something you know that helps people recognize each other
right here. Okay. I mean, I think Go, that's girl. a really good point about like our it's our shared humanity, but also this idea that you can that like um, a collective experience is like a it's like a window into I'm just I'm just gonna say it. It's like a window into the infinite. It is. Like when you're when you really when and that is like the strange beauty of music sometimes that like Tom York can write a song and all he has to pull from is his personal experience. Right. And he writes a song and like you said, like all of a if sudden... If it's honest, then that's valuable and that's something that somebody can recognize and connect with. And it's not just about like the content of the song, but it's also about like the, the weird magic of music, this kind of pre-verbal feeling that you, you can create through sound. And then if you get it all right, all of a sudden people can not only relate to it, but like connect to it in this way where it sounds like when you were at the Radiohead concert where all of a sudden you're all like we are all one we are all our strings we, are vibrating we at so the same connected. frequency like we were so connected that we didn't leave even though he gave about five encores <laughs> I mean when, when can you stay around for a concert that lasts that long I, it, I didn't know it was humanly possible for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's a, at most concerts, like at some point you're like, I don't care how good it is. I just want to yeah. go home and yes. watch Law and Order. thing I think is that you guys experience that as the audience and then you get to go a couple nights later and experience that as performers um, so it's like from the other side it was really cool when when I was growing up you know I played the clarinet in band and my like arch nemesis was the band director and I you know I wanted to quit all the time and my mom would say you can't quit until you know what you're giving up which is an amazingly sort of like Zen cone, like kind of like, and you're like, as a like third grader, you're like, mom, I know what I'm giving up. It's the clarinet, it's for nerds. Everyone hates the clarinet. My band director hates me, I'm not doing this anymore. And then, you know, she would be like, no, you're, you are doing it, you know? And then I remember playing with her, she played the piano and, and so she would, she'd be like, well, check out like George Gershwin, like you might, or like, that wasn't the first, but she, you know, she started being like, check out Coltrane, like that might be, cool for you you know and and so I remember playing like this Gershwin prelude with her and she was playing the piano and we kind of had this thing where I was like oh actually that was something serious that just happened we just like performed this thing and you know and we both just kind of like looked at each other and she was sort of like we, and we both just said at the same time music is the best thing So, so that, but that idea of you can't quit until you know what you're giving up, I think if that could just be the like thing for the rest of my life, because you, you don't know what it is and you don't know the power that it has and we're, we're still just kind of trying to understand what music can do. And so it's cool to go and have an experience even at, like as an adult where you realize like I, I don't understand it all and I, you know, and like 
for a band like Radiohead, that's the most like adored band and the fandom for that band is you know maybe like the closest thing to like what the Beatles were that we have right now but so I I have a hard time tapping into that place but then you can kind of get to a different place where you just realize like okay like even if we're in a band we're on tour all the time playing a show it's great to see something that just is like okay there's something else happening here that I don't fully understand and can't fully understand with like rational mind you just have to participate in it so do you do you think now moving forward i mean that was a pretty recent experience do you think now moving forward like it kind of will inform what you do i think it's just you know it's encouragement along the path you know and it's 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 sort of nice to have those validating experiences where you just think okay what what we're doing is you know Hopefully, you know, it is important to the people who we're speaking to. It's important to the people who, you know, sleep outside of your show. You know, it's, it, they're, 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 they're looking for something, and, and it's our job to try to give them something. And they, and if you're lucky, they in return will be giving you their... Love. <laughs> love. Yeah. I was going to say stuff. I'm glad you said love. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to be afraid of the word. <laughs> love exists in this room that we're in right now well guys thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me about music i appreciate it thank you so much is this some fucked up situation i'm feeling like a mental patient tell me why my heart can't stop misbehaving gambling won't ever save me i run around with the wrong man for days i'm looking for all that it takes to get wasted this is Throw Down Your Guns from Wild Bell's record Dreamland. And yeah, that conversation, that is why I love making this podcast, because I get to talk to musicians that I respect about these profound experiences. And those experiences help me understand what making music is all about. Like, I mean, of course, I have thought about the importance of an audience, but I'm not sure that I've ever put it into words the way that Natalie and Elliot did. So thanks. Natalie and Elliot for like opening me up to having that conversation and thanks to you the audience for listening if you enjoyed my conversation with Wild Bell then please share it with your people like maybe your Facebook people or your Twitter people or maybe like your in real life friends who also listen to podcasts we really just want as many people as possible to hear these stories and like If you dug this episode, then I bet you will dig other stories of life-changing musical experiences from folks like Connor Oberst and Tegan and Sarah and Thundercat. Like, you can find all those stories and more on the podcast app or on iTunes or Stitcher or on the KUTX website, really wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. We are everywhere. You have come to the end of another episode of this song. This song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced and edited by David Sanger and me, Elizabeth McQueen. This interview was recorded by Jack Anderson. Taylor Wallace curates our Instagram account, does a great job. Kelly Seal is our excellent intern. Thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And it is true. Our theme song is Mahout, possibly Mahout by Austin's own Hard Proof. And I feel like Elliot 
if you're listening to this, I feel like you would really like that band. You should totally check them out. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat. Our handle is at this song KUTX. You can like us on Facebook and you can subscribe to this song along with the other KUTX podcasts, Austin Music Minute, Liner Notes, and Song of the Day on iTunes. And, you know, if you have a moment, we would love a rating or a review. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Thank you.